baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Let's talk about um, thinking back to when you were a child. What did you want to be when you grew up? What age range? A child. So, don't okay. get don't get where we ask a million questions like a child. <laughs> like little, we're talking. What little. did you want to be when you grew up? I mean, there are things that uh, let's say up until the age of what thirteen or so. Maybe there was. Uh, I, I get it. Some people may say one thing and then change yep. their mind. But just overall, was there something in particular you wanted to be? I know of people who say, "Oh, I always wanted to do this," and then something happened. Whether it was, "Oh, I took a course," and it was like. Incredibly difficult, and I thought there's no way I could major in this. Right. Um, for others, it may be somebody dampened your spirits. Somebody may have said, "Oh, you know, like a parent or someone, you don't want to do that for whatever right. reason." Or maybe you realized how much money it pays. That would be another thing that might have stopped you from doing it. The reason I ask is there was a survey done of 2,000 Americans asking them to talk about their childhood dreams and the jobs and their evolution to adulthood. What were some of the things? A sixth of Americans wanted to be a doctor. Other top grown-up jobs they wanted. Teacher, veterinarian. Musician, movie star, athlete, you know, some of these, it's going to be really hard. Right. So if you say, I always wanted to play professional football, you know, obviously your abilities might have gotten in the way or not abilities. Give it your um, all, buddy. <clears throat> but they'd say, uh, conducted by this one poll, the survey found that sadly two thirds failed to fulfill their childhood dreams. Of the 67% who did not, fulfill it, which still goes to show that there's a good amount who did what they wanted to do. 58% wish that they had. 82% of those who did not fulfill their childhood dreams are not pursuing them at all in adulthood. And again, professional athlete topped the list for some for men. Women wanted to be teachers. Both shared a high interest in becoming doctors. That was the second choice for a dream job. But the age in which reality sinks in for most of you was 15 years old. Could have been the first time you ever had a job. The first jobs for most men were mowing lawns. First jobs for most women were babysitting. And it was only five short years later when Americans reported starting their first adult full-time job. Right. Food service and retail, the top ones. So the question is, did you did you have something that you always wanted to be as a child and didn't do it and regret it now because of whatever reason? Yeah, Again, actor, uh, movie star, like all of those things, you know, who knows that that's like a lot tougher to crack into. But I'm thinking more along the lines of, oh, I always wanted to teach, but instead I did this and I still wish I had done that. Yeah, I mean, like the reason I asked how old, because by the time I was like 13, 14, I kind of had fallen in love with radio. I didn't know how I'd get to it. 
but I really wanted to do that, and I kind of followed that dream. And it's risky because you know everyone's doing, but the the sensible <laughs> thing is, and you're all like, I'm working overnights for no money, and you know it's worked out. Right. Uh, but at a real young age, I guess I was in the same kind of area though, because I I have a vivid memory of my mother being at a doctor, and I was alone at like six years old, going to a payphone while I waited for her at the doctor mm-hmm. and calling information and asking for the number for Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> Like to a live operator back when you could do that. Right. And they go, what city? And I was like, Hollywood? I remember <laughs> and them going, we have no listing and just feeling really defeated about that. But I always wanted to do something, I guess, in the entertainment field. Right. When you're left alone like that as a little kid a lot, you have creative, crazy dreams, I yeah. guess. I'm trying to. Th- so if you weren't working in radio, what do you think you would have done? Uh, that would have, I had a, like a clear split. I was, it was either radio, I stuck with radio versus going down the comedy road because that was, I was right. So right yours place, was always right time. going to be something somewhat creative. Okay. Yeah, that was, it was yeah, could <laughs> yeah. have gone one way or the other. I don't know if, I, I think I probably took the more stable of the two, believe it or not. <laughs> I honestly would have loved to, there were two things that I would love to have done outside of this, and this was what I wanted to do. Not radio, television, actually. Yeah. That was my big thing. Um, but the other things were either, um, a prosecutor, like a you know, work in a, like not just a lawyer. I wouldn't want to just sit and do to me boring civil cases. I get it. There's a huge right. opportunity for that. Um, but I always thought I would want to be a prosecutor. I would want to be someone who'd go after the bad people. You know, um, that would be one or a criminal investigator because I find all of that stuff fascinating. However, as a, a child, I liked watching Barbara Walters. She was doing something on television that right. many, you don't see, you didn't see women doing a lot of that stuff. And then when I saw Christiane Amanpour on CNN, I thought, yeah. this is fascinating too. I mean, broadcasting and television was what I wanted to do. So when I first went into communications broadcasting, I always thought I'd do television. And I just remember my sophomore year sitting in a class with a uh, professor who told us how much you get paid. (laughs) Buzzkill. And I was like, what? (laughs) Wait a minute. How did I not know that ahead of time? Um, You know, yes, if you want to work in uh, broadcasting, sales is the way to go. sales you can make lots of money and i'm like oh so that was shocking that was shocking i i you know i get that it was shocking um obviously as you go up the ladder and go to bigger markets you could certainly make more the most interesting thing for me was going into um starting in radio and then doing some television and realizing that i preferred radio after my dream being television but for me, it was almost the opposite in a way. Like, I did radio because I wanted to do radio because I was really shy, believe it or not. Like, I was really an introvert. I would, like, whisper jokes to certain kids, like, almost like a writer, and they'd say them and they'd get the laughs. And I would be like, that's cool. I didn't want to be seen. And then over time in radio, I, fi- I figured I could get on the radio and be this crazy personality that I thought lived inside of me, which really didn't. But ultimately, it changed. The internet changed, and I got comfortable, and I'm fine being in front of people now. So, it, 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 it <laughs> well, is it's what very it is. different. Just because you talk to many people yeah. every day, we're still in a room by ourselves. Correct. So it it's took a, a while to get used to uh, showing up at you know some of the local colleges or universities communications right. classes and talking in front of groups of people because it's a whole different world doing that. Some of the text messages wanted to be an electrician, figured out middle school, went to technical school for it. 
worked as an electrician for 10 years before becoming disabled. Oh, I hope you're doing okay. Um, Another says, sadly, I think so many people in these dream careers would never encourage their own children to be in them. I am a teacher, and I tell my children not to get into education. I know many doctors and nurses who discourage their kids from getting into the medical profession. Right. I think that's a shame, too, because I get wanting to give them the reality of the situation. But on the other hand, if you know someone who really, truly would be a great teacher, and that's what they would love to do, I would hate to think that you would dissuade you know, someone from it. I get saying, look. This is tough, and this is tough. I think. I think you know. Uh, years ago, I got this advice from a guy I worked with who was like, you know, if you want to stick with radio, or you tell new people, be be an English major, be a history major, so you have this well rounded view of the world. Mm-hmm. Don't just take a radio class. If you want to be a nurse, if my daughter was like, I want to be a nurse, I'm like, well, what do you really want to do? Do you want to help people? Because there's a million ways you can help people, not just what you th- like. The first thing you see. I just think people have to, kids have to open their minds a little bit because, uh, and trust me, I don't know why I'm even saying that. I've seen the papers on my kids' school walls when they have the, the open house. You go see what they're doing. They all want to be YouTubers now. That's <laughs> no, all they. I know my daughter is like, and she's going to school for you know environmental resource management, yeah. and she has a love of like I can say that. Everything that she's doing is exactly what she loves to do because as soon as, even from childhood, we go anywhere that there's a stream or any kind yeah. of waterway, she's like in the water, digging under rocks, looking for things. Like She loves that. However, on the other side, she's like also into gaming and she does these right. videos where she's playing a game and she's narrating and she's like, I've got so many followers and I'm like, let's try to spend most of our time on our school. <laughs> the checks she gets from... And, yeah, no, there's no checks not coming yet, in. No, yet. no, no, no. So, like, that's the other thing is this, this it, lure of this, uh, you know, addictive social media presence. Is, I, ugh. I have uh, like good friends who, like, wanted to be in journalism, got the degree, and now work just regular office-type jobs. I think there's, a, you know, do they follow their dreams? No. But are they happy? Yes. And I think the reason why is there's a certain stability Mm -hmm. that comes from not having to take that crazy chance. And I think that that stability gives them happiness. Then there's weirdos like me, who are probably you as well, who have decided to hang on to this. And just there's a lot of uneasiness in this field. You never know. There is someone here we talk about what they want to be when they grow up. I just looked this up. It it looks like a joke. But if you look into it, there's some truth to it. Uh, When they grew up, they wanted to be the Fonz. <laughs> That's so funny. Paid hey. well. He made it up to three hundred thousand dollars an episode. Wow. Only one Fonz, but if you could have got that job, it would have been a smart move on your yeah, part. Oh boy. Anyway, well, there's a lot of <laughs> things you can dream and want to be, and yet you don't have to go to school for. And I've said that also in radio sure. to people. Um, look, when I went to school, you had to go to school for radio or television because you had to learn a lot of physically editing. You know, videotape, editing, reel-to-reel tape. And today, kids can learn editing on a computer by the age of like 9 or 10. It's just crazy. That's a whole other show topic. But what long career have you had and what skill set do you have that you're awesome at that doesn't even matter anymore? I I can edit the hell out of reel-to-reel tape. You don't even know what that (laughs) means. I got a grease pencil and a razor and I know how to use it. I know what that means. You may not. And it doesn't matter. No one uses that (laughs) stuff anymore. It's crazy. Did you follow your dream? Is there something you wished that you had done instead? And there's a big uh, St. Patrick's Day parade going on in Pittston. 
Yes. On this Saturday, it's in downtown Pittston, steps off at 1130, our own Nikki Stone going to be there. Then we got some more parades in the upcoming uh, weekends. You'll be at the Scranton St. Patrick's yeah, Parade. Very, I'll be in Wilkesbury. Nice. So we'll have it all covered. And Johnny Lucas, you going to show up? He may go to every single one. Johnny Johnny has a knee. It was a knee or hip. We're both. Which we problem gotta, is he's it? He's got to have a seat. Both. And you want it, you're the one walking in every parade. I don't no, understand. I don't think he's walking. You're not going to walk? Uh, I'll limp. I mean, hobble? Hobble. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he loves it. He's, he's, no one loves a parade more than my kids and Johnny Lucas. <laughs> By the way, you're not the bulldog, Johnny Lucas, unless Bob Cordaro's there, okay? I just want you to know that. Okay. So if he says, the, is the bulldog going, you need to say, only if Bob is going. Okay. okay? If not, you're okay. just a guy named John with a limp. <laughs> right. It is 727. Don't you forget it, man. 727 at WILK. 35 degrees and sunny. A survey of 2,000 employed Americans, that would be you, found that 55% of you would appreciate a personalized form of gratitude in the workplace. Now, 52% say, well, I'd like a raise. I'm surprised only 52% would prefer a raise. <laughs> Who wouldn't want a raise over Wait, gratitude? what number was it? Wouldn't anybody want a raise over gratitude? Or do you guys really want gratitude? Here's a mug with your initials on it. Or how much was it? What percentage wanted a raise? They said 55% appreciate a personalized form of gratitude. 52% prefer a raise. So when we talk about yeah. personalized form, what they're saying is uh, they would like to either be told one-on-one that you're appreciated, which I think is a nice thing, right? I mean, who wouldn't want right. that? Um, but other ones say, how about receiving the Employee of the Month Award? That's personalized. Like, you are so great. You are the Employee of the Month. Uh, 9% say, hey, give me a handshake. I'm all right. I don't need that. <laughs> I know times are tough, and I would love more money, but I'll take your hand in my hand. And what's interesting is Stupid. being That's... given a shout-out. On an email is not is not looking as good as face to face. They would rather you come in and and talk to them. But here's what's happening: um, we do have a pretty good amount of people who say they do not feel appreciated. Two in five, so that's about forty percent, don't feel appreciated by their bosses. Sixty-one percent would like to be recognized. Sixty-nine percent feel so unappreciated. They'd consider leaving their job within the next three months unless their boss doesn't make any changes. They want to feel more appreciated. Isn't that every job? That's just what people say, and then they just stay. Well, I think because, you know, there's a lot of ifs out there, right? Right, yeah. 64% of the people who are looking to go say they would jump ship for as little as 10% more money. A whopping $8. Wait, 47% would even leave for a mere 5% pay increase. The real question is how many would leave for a decrease? 32% say they don't even need to be offered more money. They would just go, and that's how much it's about. Like, hey, appreciate me. Tell me that I'm doing a good job. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I think one of the things I've always struggled with 
is like when you work sometimes you you do your work you do a good job sometimes people say hey good job but for the most part you don't know how you're doing you don't know where if they look at you as if they look at you as like you're replaceable or if you're an important piece and i think bottom like the people who control the budgets at least i i feel like they they're hesitant to tell people they're doing a great job because the follow-up will be well remember when you told me how great i was doing what do you mean i can't get a raise so they have to be very careful but what it does is it kills morale Mm -hmm. darn it (laughs) <laughs> you guys tell us where you're working. Um, would you, are you getting praise? Do you need the praise? Or would you rather the money? Or would you jump ship? Would you leave your job right now for no more money, but just a different place? Because I think some people would love to have an opportunity somewhere else. It's just finding yeah. that somewhere else. Sometimes it's the devil you know, as opposed to the devil you don't know, right? through that right now but I don't want to embarrass him but it's it was, yeah, yeah. yeah you don't want to do that probably talking about him on the radio might do that nah, he's in school now he's fine <laughs> the hell's wrong with your voice weirdo he's like what do you mean dad stop <laughs> it's that time 570-883-0098 we've been talking about uh, the childhood dreams of your career and how many people actually follow through with what they dreamed about, how many did not. Obviously, there are regrets for people that don't. Maybe they always said grass is always greener kind of thing. However, there are others that I know who always wanted to be such and such. And then when yeah. they were... Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. They were like, oh, this wasn't what I thought it would be at all. Um, someone says, because we were talking about worker satisfaction, how many people are un- feel unappreciated, right? Yeah. Um, someone texted us, 40% feel unappreciated because 40% are worthless. That person is management material right there. <laughs> there you go. You're, you're promoted. There's also this person, I don't know if you saw that one right before. Uh, yeah, so wait, I want to be recognized for showing up and doing my work. That I get a paycheck for? I get it. It's very cut and dry. You work, you get paid. The paycheck is your appreciation. That's for. a really good way to think about it if there weren't a lot of jobs out there. But when um, you're competing with other companies for people, and it's always, I think a lot of things in life, whether it's sports or work, yeah. have to do with how many people are on the bench. And you won't put up with a lot of nonsense when there's always someone waiting if you're a boss. But when you have a lot of other companies that are luring people away, especially right. now with remote or hybrid and, um, you know, just a whole bunch of more flexibility in their life, this whole work-life balance with the money, um, you got to be careful because, yeah, you can have people that feel unappreciated and will go somewhere else who come in every day and do their work, but if they feel like you don't care, 
Yeah. Or they feel like you don't listen, or if you're one of these who don't have any flexibility and someone else offers that. So I think it works a whole bunch of ways. Sometimes feel people who feel unappreciated or feel undervalued, um, they may not put as much into their work because they don't feel like they're being paid what they feel that they're worth. Again, again in the end, if all you're going to do is complain yeah. and never try to change anything... Yeah, like, I mean, everybody is different in how they process it. I know just personally, I'm somebody who can be a little bit more anxiety-ridden, riddled. And uh, look, the the people who say things like, I show up, I work, I get paid, that's my acknowledgement. Those people tend to want everyone to think that's the way it should be. And they tend to not be willing to go, okay, I understand you like different things. We all have different needs in our jobs. So I understand where that person's coming from, and that is really good for them. It doesn't work for everybody, though. Remember mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And uh, if you, what sucks is if you ever have like a big man- a manager who's like, no bonuses. Your bonus is I keep you on payroll. <laughs> you have to be careful. Your bonus is your key still works. Right. Key fob. Keys would always work. Um, And and I think this becomes more of a problem if you're in a place also where some people are given credit or some departments get more than others and people get very territorial and then they feel competitive. And, well, you know, if you give an employee of the month, what about all the other people? I can't. Like, what about me? I I used to always (laughs) wonder this because I'll give you the radio example. Radio, there's different radio stations and everywhere I've worked, one station seems to be the favorite. and People go, they get everything they want. And then I I talked a couple years back, I talked to the favorite and they were like, can't believe you're lucky enough. You were, you guys get everything you're the favorite like wait what (laughs) everybody thinks everybody else is the favorite i always wondered if that existed outside of radio and i can't say the name of the company but a a, a friend of friend's husband just left a place and he said there was one department that was the meanest nastiest worst part of that company but they got treated the best and they had that kind of infighting the whole company outside of that Mm -hmm. department was like why do they get such great treatment why do they have parties? Why do they get... <laughs> so there are... It's, it's like life. There's well, a... it's like anything. People get jealous. So they feel like they're being ignored. Yeah. Kind of like in the family. Like, oh, what yeah. am I? Um, c- getting back to uh, your dreams as a child yeah. and what you wanted to be. Uh, a couple of texts here. Uh, someone says, I was a kid during the trucker craze of the 70s. I wanted to grow up and be a truck driver like Smokey and the Bandit or BJ and the Bear. That lasted until I got old enough to drive and saw other people drive. And I couldn't imagine driving a big rig and sharing the road with these people. My dreams were shattered about that. Oh my gosh, I could see where that possibly could happen. Someone else says, John Webster always wanted to be an astronaut. Yeah, remember he didn't like Tang though. Um, he made it to Which morning DJ. Which was a DJ. disqualifier, right? Uh, yeah. And he said, um, you know, what he did must have been living the dream. He actually, um, I believe, wanted to go into the armed services, and they needed something. Oh, he, they needed his transcript from his college, and because he owed, like, a small amount of money. If I remember this cor- correctly, they would not hand over his transcript, so he never ended up doing that. And he said, then he got the job at radio. And I think his first radio job, he was in the business end of things. And they brought him on the air the one day. Yeah. And they brought him on the air one day. So sometimes you just kind of stumble into it or a whole bunch of other things. The universe kind of makes it difficult for you to do. So you end up. It makes you wonder, too, like, you know, in that interview for that place, like, uh, what's one of your strengths? Well, I have a lot of drive and I have big dreams. What are your weaknesses? 
follow through. All I have to do is bring him a check, and I could be in. The, it could be an astronaut, but eventually, because he didn't follow up with that, right. it's amazing how those little things though will little like yeah. hurdles that stop you from doing one thing, and you end up somewhere else. What would have happened if this didn't happen? Where would you be then? Who Someone knows? else. I wanted to be rich. I'm 58, still chasing my dream. I see that five seven zero eight eight three zero zero nine eight. And wanting to be rich, I think most people would say, "Yeah, I wanted to do that." In reference to the department about like infighting in businesses, somebody said, uh, "Jason, simple. The department you're referencing that gets all the price, uh, those jerks generate all the revenue." Is this one of our salespeople down the hall? <laughs> I don't think that they're that at all. I tell you what, I worked yeah. in sales uh, for a, about a year and a half, yeah. um, kind of working between programming and sales, and that is um, a very, very difficult job that requires a very special kind of person. And um, I totally understand because that's the kind of thing that keeps the engine running for everybody else. So um, I have no issues with that at all. But I do know of other places, I'm not talking media, where some departments will get a lot more perks than others and other people feel kind of left out. It's Nancy and Jason. And uh, Joe Snedeker's back tomorrow from whatever weird adventure he's on with his <laughs> dog. Uh, but Allie Gal is in. Hey, Allie, good morning. Good morning. How are you? We're doing well. We were talking earlier about Joe. I saw a picture of him and Jet, and they it was a back shot. I don't know if you saw it, looking out over like this beautiful view. And my yeah, first, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. My first thought was, oh, that's nice. And then my second thought was, who's taking the picture? I actually wondered that, too. Maybe his daughter? His daughter's home, so maybe her. Oh, okay. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. I thought the thought of uh, Joe sitting there and setting up, like, the camera and doing that, like, what is it, five-second countdown till the picture? I just can't see that happening, so I'm figuring. I can't either, no. His daughter's home. She works from home, uh, like, during the winter months, so I think she's been home a lot. So it could have possibly been her. And those pictures are so good, which is damn near impossible with children or a Jack Russell Terrier. He has... not like she's not twelve like yours. No, 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 the Jack Russell Terriers is the other. It was an or thing, right? So yeah, that dog wouldn't sit still. So the fact he gets the perfect picture, I don't think he's photoshopping these things. So uh, uh, he's got some secret. Maybe it's his daughter. And Joe doesn't sit still either. No, so. I don't know who moves more. Probably him than the dog. All right. Well, here's the thing. My dog was very happy yesterday with how lovely the temperatures were because a lot of outdoor time. So it's really good dog weather. Even today for most of the day, right? Yeah. So this morning, afternoon, I mean, we've got a lot of sunshine right now, and it'll be up to 58 again today, warmest spots, maybe even hitting 60, low 60, similar to yesterday. So again, morning, afternoon is dry, but a couple of showers around dinner time and and beyond that. And then off and on rain pretty much now tonight, overnight, and then throughout the day tomorrow. Okay, and so, uh, w- but we're going to see the the rain is going to be around, and then it's going to get pretty much colder, right, as we uh, move later into tomorrow. Yeah, so 60 is our high tomorrow ahead of the front. The actual front moves through later in the afternoon, so that's when we'll have scattered showers around for a lot of the day, but the heaviest rain moves through later in the afternoon and evening, and then once that passes behind it, it turns really cold. So the wind really picks up, turns much colder. So 60 is the high tomorrow, but then 25 is the low by like Thursday morning. All right. And then looking ahead, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it does look like we're getting back to that mild stretch. Now, some yeah. people, this downtown Pittston uh, St. Patrick's Day Parade, which has really just taken off since it started uh, just not too long ago. Uh, what are we looking at for uh, people either going to Pittston or participating this Saturday? 
So Friday is mostly sunny, high near 50. Back into the mid-50s on Saturday. I do think we'll have a couple of showers in the morning, though. Just in the morning. I don't think it rains all day, but the chance for some showers in the morning with some clearing later. But 54 is the high, so mild. So just maybe a couple of raindrops to dodge for that in the morning. Uh, the rest of the day looks okay, and then Sunday looks partly sunny and 60. Oh, my gosh. Is there anything uh, looking at this warming trend uh, going away um, as we head into next week? Or are we still st- sticking around in that pattern? I think, yeah, I think mid and upper 50s for a lot of next week, too. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay, well, yeah. springtime. We're getting the fever. All right, Allie, exactly. we'll talk to you next hour, okay? Talk to you soon. Yep. Thanks, I already it, see you. Uh, I was going to ask her if I should invest in, what are they called, shorts? Shorts. Yeah, I'm going to get some of those things. <laughs> 40, oh, actually, no, 36 degrees. A lot of sun, as she mentioned uh, right now. So it's just a gorgeous morning if, as you're heading off, uh, maybe to work, or maybe you're coming home if you wait, work the late shift, but it's it's pretty nice out there. Um, one of the stories we had talked about earlier, but this is a big story, is um, the detective, Kyle Gilmartin from the Scranton uh, Police yep. Department. He has been rehabilitating in Philadelphia since uh, a very grave injury that happened. And he was someone tried to kill him. And we've got a bunch of guys in jail um, after uh, one of them opened fire. He was in a patrol car with two other officers and he was hit twice. Uh, the fact um, that he is doing so well is uh, what some people are saying. Nothing short of a miracle. He's really recovering well. And he is now going to be at the State of the Union address next month. He'll be a guest of uh, U.S. Representative Matt Cartwright, the 8th Congressional District. Um, so uh, Cartwright has been in touch, I guess, with him daily and his family to um, you know, monitor his progress. And uh, Detective Gilmartin is happy to go to that State of the Union address. He will be there. So that's going on in March. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see a lot of times the guests and a a number of them will be uh, pointed out. You know, the president will be there. We'll um, a lot of times ask them to stand up and we'll talk about them. And I'm hoping that, you know, he certainly will be honored at that State of the Union address. We shall see. Yeah, it's it's amazing to read the quotes in the papers. It's amazing to see how... uh how he's doing yeah, after yeah. after what he went through. So again, a lot how of well hurdles on the way, a lot of uh, you know uh, things to overcome, but still, and, he'll and be the there. Cun- in the community, he has uh, so much uh, thanks incredible. to because of so much that has happened. Uh, a gathering for the Gil Martins is uh, a, a night of entertainment, live entertainment. There will be food. There's going to be basket raffles, a silent auction, a cash bar. All of that, Gathering for the Gil Martins, mark it on your calendar, Friday, April the 12th. It's from 5 to 10 p.m. at Montage Mountain Resort. Picture Perfect, Nowhere Slow, Mason Dixon Band, Daddy-O and the Sax Maniacs, all of them performing. You can get your tickets at a bunch of different police departments, Scranton, Old Forge, Blakely, also the Lackawanna County Sheriff's and DA's office, or you can go to Eventbrite. Dot com and look that up. It's called Gathering for the Gil Martins. Obviously, proceeds to benefit uh, that family as uh, he is now uh, going through uh, rehabilitation. Come Food on. news. Food. <laughs> Food. That's slow on the uptake today. I'll have to talk to Johnny Did again. Did you eat something or are you not hungry? Me? Let's see. I'm what? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> is it low blood sugar? Your performance. Sorry. You're subpar. Per- no. All right. Food news. Food yeah, news. Good save. That's good. Thank Kellogg's. You, Kellogg's CEO Gary Pilnick facing criticism because he suggested consumers facing financial strain should consider having cereal for dinner as a more affordable option. 
I understand the criticism, but I think it's just a little bit of how people are taking it. <clears throat> Pilnick mentioned yeah. the affordability of cereal and how it could be a cost-effective choice for families. Met with backlash on social media, many finding it insensitive, especially considering the rising costs of groceries. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I, yeah, like it's <laughs> hey, a big I've had, I've had cereal for for uh, dinner I, or lunch. I think the implication is: look, if you can't afford that stuff, eat our cheap crap. <laughs> I, I think that's really what people I don't are. Think it's t- cheap though. Well, either. whatever. But it's like you know, it's like yeah, we're affordable because we're. I, I don't know. I think he's just. I think if he would have come out and said this, look, I know things are tough right now, but hey, cereal, mm. do it for regular, do it for dinner. It's great. Yeah. Uh, we would have been fine. I don't that. know. People are just so sensitive. How you deliver that Wendy's message. Wendy's is giving fans a free Cinnabon pull-apart on February the 29th. So this leap day, visit Wendy's for your free pull-apart during breakfast hours. Limit one per vehicle in the drive-thru. They are made with warm dough bites baked together with the iconic Cinnabon cinnamon and cream cheese frosting. That sounds wonderful. Also, on Leap Day, visit Krispy Kreme. Receive an original glazed do- uh, dozen donuts for $2.29. But you got to buy the regularly priced dozen. So, so the second one is. Yes, the okay, second one. Right. Ego is introducing the Ego House of Pancakes in honor of National Pancake Day starting February 28th. Families and Ego fans can secure their spot. Visit hometogo.com. It's in Gatlinburg, uh, Tennessee, or Gatlinburg, sorry. Uh, the Ego House of Pancakes, complete with the aroma of maple syrup, fluffy pancake chairs, and a freezer stock with Ego waffles. It's a home that accommodates up to eight guests. So. <laughs> It's like an Airbnb, right? But pancake-themed. And is this the future of fast food? While we have seen kiosks replace human cashiers, there's a place in New York City that has gone completely humanless. Colonel, a new concept from Chipotle founder Steve Els, features robot chefs placing food in lockers for pickup. So what you do is you place an order on the Colonel website, receive a notification when your dish is ready, and pick it up from a locker. There's currently on, only one location in the Gramercy neighborhood. The menu entirely plant-based. There's burgers, salads, uh, sandwiches, sides, yeah. and cookies. But they even have robots cooking your food. It gets better by the second. Mm-hmm. Give me more details. The food is often taken from trash cans first. Um, it's not that's. I mean, they had uh, was it they called the automat back in the day. My dad still talks about that. Where you'd go and you'd buy a dollar and you open the little door. Same kind of concept. You'd have some pre-made food there well, for it's you. It's already made. What, Somebody already was, like put it. A human put it in the but machine. The concept this of, is no. This is a robot cooking it and everything. I understand. But the idea of opening a door, it's kind of a modern version of, of something like that, I guess. It's a little different. It's very strange, though, and I'm with you on that. Someone says, for the most part, cereal is extremely unhealthy. Yeah, I mean, a pretty good amount of yeah. them are. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 